This is the Family Shift Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this month's edition to the Family Shift Podcast, a podcast designed to help families stop drifting and to start living with greater intention. My name is Rodney Gage, and I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Michelle. Hey, everybody. Well, we are so honored that you are joining with us this month. We have an exciting podcast in store for you. But before we jump into uh, the subject matter we're going to be talking about, which is the four stages of parenting, I want to talk about the opportunity that you can help us encourage more parents and more marriages. And one of the best ways you could help us is by simply rating and reviewing our podcast. So it really mean a lot to us if you take a few moments and do that. Also, please share the podcast with friends and um, people that you know that just need that little extra encouragement each month. And then also make sure to uh, text us your questions. We would love to hear from you. If you have uh, topics or maybe, maybe specific questions that you would love for us to address, all you have to do is text your question to 321 684 4110. That's 321-684-4110. And you can text us any question. We would love to hear from you. Well, with that said, we are in the month of October. It is hard to believe we are here. 2019. It's a big month for us. I know. it. It's so nice. The weather's turning a tiny bit. The leaves are turning a tiny bit here in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, Orlando. We only have one season. We're talking about four seasons, four <laughs> stages of parenting, but we yeah. got one season of uh, weather here, I think. But it, right. is, it is starting to get a little cooler. But um, Yeah, I love October. October is an awesome month. We and had our uh, new son-in-law had his birthday this month. And our son Luke's turning 19 this month. That Can't is believe hard it. To believe. Yes. It really is. We moved to Orlando 19 years ago. I was eight months pregnant with him. Unbelievable. Yes. Yes. We have, and he's our redhead. We have a, we have our oldest is a brunette. Our middle is a blonde. And our youngest is a redhead. That's right. Two girls and a boy. That's right. But, uh, but we are grateful for uh, the opportunity to, Um, just be able to come alongside and do life with folks who are all in that uh, stage and season of enjoying relationships and our family especially. And uh, and that's That's what we're going to do. We just want to kind of dive into something that you know we think will be a great um, topic. And before we do, one more big thing's happening in the in the month of October. You know, I completely forgot. That's right. There's no way you forgot. It's the big reveal, the <laughs> big right. news. That's right. Not our... that Michelle's pregnant. No. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. But we do have our brand new book called The Family Shift that is now available. In fact, it's coming out specifically on the 8th of October. It will be hitting bookstores everywhere. It's called The Family Shift, The Five-Step Plan to Stop Drifting and to start living with greater intention. So excited about that. Yeah. It's yeah. just been, you know, it's been a work in progress and absolutely we've invested our lives into it. Um, not just through our own personal experiences, but from sharing the experiences with so many families and couples yeah. around the country and even uh, in our church uh, where we pastor here in Orlando. And man, if we could just share five things with any couple, any parent, if we literally could just say, if you'll just do these five things in your marriage 
or in your family relationships, we can almost guarantee things are going to turn out good. That's right. And these five things, what we call the five most important shifts a family could ever make is what we um, talk about in the book. So we hope you'll get it online. You can get it at a bookstore or you can go to familyshift.com and order it there. Plus, there's a bunch of bonus resources we're making available, uh, video, devotional. Uh, there's a 30-day um, family challenge that we've put together. Um, there's just a lot of great resources, a workbook that you can follow along through the study guide with the videos as well. Gratitude cards. Yep. Moms so, and dads can use to encourage their kids. Yes. just Love so those. Just, Go on familyshift.com and all of those resources will be available to you when you purchase the book. And all the instructions you need will be there as well. Well, let's dive into our subject matter for this month. We're talking about the four stages of parenting. And, um, you know, it's hard to believe when you think about it. Um, you know, sometimes when you're, in the, when you're in the thick of things as a parent, you wonder, man, is this season ever going to stop? Or is this ever going to get easier? And each season season has its own challenges, but at the yeah. same time, each season has its own blessings. Yeah, joys, fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just, you know, I just want to encourage any couple parent who is listening that whatever you do, just never underestimate the influence and the impact that you get to have on your child. I love the Andy Stanley quotes, one of my all-time favorite quotes when it comes to raising kids. And here's what he said, and I quote, he said, the greatest contribution to the kingdom of God may not be something you do, but someone you raise. I love that because, you know, when you think about it, our children have incredible potential and just think about the influence that they're going to have on the world one day. And I just want to encourage parents to just know that this season, this time that you have to be able to shape and mold and to really just help launch your kids into greatness. Man, what a great privilege and joy and gift it truly is to be able to do that. It's one of the most difficult jobs on the planet, but it's also absolutely one of the most rewarding jobs that we have. What would you say is the what would you say is the goal of parenting, Michelle? Well, I think we've kind of learned that um, by just trial and error. But the goal of parenting is um, to launch our children into adulthood with confidence, values, and and skills to succeed. That's good. Yeah, that's right. You know, I think um, when it comes to the four specific stages, there are four stages of parenting. You have the discipline years. You have the training years, you have the coaching years, and you have the friendship years. So let's break those down for just a moment. So Michelle, won't you um, introduce the first um, set of years there? Yeah, as the far as discipline stage one. years is what you referred to them. That's that's when they're really birth through fifth grade, um, or not fifth grade, excuse me, birth through five years old, and um, that's when we are the tender-hearted supervisor in their life. We get lots of opportunity to supervise and uh, to teach them and to correct them and to help them. We're teaching them all kinds of new things and. Um, it's, it's challenging years because you feel exhausted, especially if you have more than oh, one yeah. in that stage of life. I think at one point we had three of them 
in that state, and um, it is it can be exhausting. <laughs> I remember you just go. I would like, where in the world are you at? And you'd be like in the bathroom, door locked. I mean, like locked down. Leave me alone. Just try to have a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes. yes, those are some tough years because you are sleep deprived, exhausted. You sit to- down at the dinner table and you think, I'm going to have a moment of peace and eat my dinner. The baby is fed and I'm good. And then they start to scream as soon as you sit down. Yeah. So it's just one of those difficult seasons that sometimes, again, you think never is going to end. But the reason why this is such an important stage is because, and the reason why it's really the role of a parent to be that tender-hearted supervisor is simply because kids at that point, that especially at that age, they haven't internalized their ability to make wise choices. Right. So really the goal during this this stage, uh, when they're really birthed through five years of age, the goal is really, in, as far as our role, is to reward obedience. Mm-hmm. And so you're shaping, you are conforming, you are helping mold, if you will, um, your children in this stage or season so that they are beginning to connect the dots of what they can do and what they can't do. And when they are uh, doing things that you tell them not to do, or they're doing those things that you have asked them to do, well, you're reinforcing that with with rewarding their obedience. Right. I remember our oldest, um, she had a challenge with sleeping from the day she was born, she, uh, you know, had the colic and would scream through the night. I remember when you were traveling and I'd be home by myself. I remember leaning over that <laughs> crib and just praying to God she would go to sleep. Um, and it, we would drive her around in the car and get her to sleep in the car seat and then put the car seat in the crib and just let her sleep the oh, rest yeah. of the night. But as she got a little bit older, uh, she still was challenged with it. And um, so trying to reward her to sleep in her bed through the night was something that we had to do. And we had to discipline her many times to speak very strongly to her that mom and dad uh, are the king and the queen of the house and they have their own special royal bed and she was not allowed to sleep in it. The princess and the had to sleep in her own little bed or in the sleeping bag at the bottom of the, our bed. And it, we would reward her because her favorite thing was yellow lollipops. Oh, she called yeah. them lello lollipops, and <laughs> so we we had those Busted on hand out the to bags reward of yellow lollipops. Yes. <laughs> Praying well, me, for sleep. Let me ask you: Why do you think discipline and or the lack thereof is such a challenge for a lot of parents, especially in these younger years? You know that toddler age. You know, there are so many um, people who have different, you know, views and opinions about, you know, what's right, what's wrong, and how you discipline kids, and should you spank them, should you not spank them? You know, there's all these different um, perspectives or opinions. Well, they're just so precious, and you, uh, you know, you just want to love them, uh, and and then they begin to, you know, disobey or they are not going in the way that you've, you're asking and teaching them to go. And it, it's, it's a lot of work. You know, parenting is a lot of work. It's easier sometimes just to let them do what they want to do instead of 
correcting them and helping them and guiding them um, to make the right choice or to, to move in the right direction as, as a baby, as an infant. I heard someone give me uh, a great definition of discipline. And I think at the end of the day, if you, if you're one who maybe for some reason kind of backs off from, you know, whether it's using, you know, some kind of a a paddle or, you know, maybe for the fear of, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt my child or I don't want to wound them. I don't want to hurt their feelings or wound them emotionally or, you know, I don't, I don't want them to ever associate me as, you know, as being a bad person. And I think what happens a lot of times parents, we have a tendency to withhold what our children need Mm -hmm. because we're afraid of whether we drive them away, we're going to cause them not to love us or like us or want to be around us or be with us. And I think a lot of that is simply because a lot of parents may have the wrong perspective of really what discipline is. And here's a great definition that someone gave to me when it came to the issue of um, really just understanding what discipline is and what it isn't. And it is, it is defined like this. It's correction driven by love. So discipline isn't something we do to our children. It's something we do for our children. And so at the end of the day, we have to discipline so that we can help once again show them what is right and what is wrong. And when they uh, do the good things and the right things, then we come alongside and we reward them for that obedience, which really continues on in the second stage. And that is the training years. That's right. It's when they're five to 12 years old. We call that the fitness trainer because they are growing physically, emotionally, intellectually, relationally, all those things. And it's our role to kind of give them resources to help them grow in these areas at that age. And, um, you know, we give them instructions. And when they have questions, we help them find the best solution. We're teaching and guiding them the um, disciplines of, of, of making happy habits and the right types of habits in their life and, and making wise choices, um, just as a fitness trainer would do. Um, so it's, it's a great, it's a great season. I, I love that season with I, our kids to coach them. Yeah, I think this is one of the most important stages mm-hmm. as well, because it really is a time when you're beginning to establish that, that strong foundation in their life. In fact, in our book called Family Shift, we actually talk about something um, called the family tree. And the family tree, if you can just envisualize... Uh, the you family know, goals tree. Yeah, the family goals tree, right. where if you can just uh, just envision you know, a large tree, it's got five branches, and on each branch, basically those branches represent five specific areas that, that you can set goals with your children during this stage. For example, you, there's a spiritual branch, there's a financial branch... There's a relational branch, there's a physical branch, and there's an intellectual branch. So during this stage, what you're doing is you are allowing those branches, if you will, to bear forth fruit. And the Mm -hmm. only way that that can happen is where you're beginning to train them by setting certain goals that they start working towards, and then they're earning things in return when they show themselves responsible in this area. 
So for example, maybe if you're giving them uh, allowance when they do chores and when they do those chores without having to be asked or nagged, then you're, you're rewarding them, um, you know, for making good decisions, good choices during that time. Um, you're, you're also teaching them the role of saving money. I remember we used to have that big Coke bottle and the kids yeah. would put their savings in the Coke bottle and that savings became, uh, that Coke bottle really became the sa- savings where we would go. And I remember we used to go into the grocery store with this massive plastic yes, Coke every bottle. every year, once a year. And it would be filled to the top with all of the coins the kids had saved. And we would go get cash for it. We yep. would cash in those coins. And they were so excited. We used to guess as to how much you know coins so were, much in the, fun. were in the Coke bottle. So and, much fun. Uh, but that's what we used on vacation. And the kids would be able to you know, splurge and be able to do things and have fun. And it was all to reinforce the good behavior and the things that they did. So whether it's, you know, making good grades and working towards, um, you know, the growing intellectually, whether it's growing physically, you know, this is exercise, eating right, establishing those disciplines early are so important. That was a little bit of a challenge for one of our kiddos. They do not like to eat right. Well, I think they all struggle a little bit. And every every child does (laughs) at some point, but you can't give in. No. It can't just be, you know, chicken nuggets and french fries every day for That's right. you know, for three days a week. Maybe three, now three with, that they're in college, maybe. But, but. <laughs> but there are spiritual goals, you know, once again, to emphasize when it comes to, um, you know, the, the, the idea of memorizing scripture. We used to reward our kids for doing that. Yep, that's right. So, yeah, so there's a lot of different things during this stage that is really important. And then we transition into the coach, the coaching years. And the coaching years is those years between the ages of 13 and 18. Yeah, if we give our kids plenty of instruction during those years and um, lots of training in those those prior years, that this can be a fun. Uh, that's the teenage years, um, but we continue to coach them based on what we taught them um, during the the prior season as the fitness trainer. So um, that's where we get to build on what we taught them as the fitness trainer years. It's it's when we affirm good decisions and let them learn from their failures as well. Um, that's when they're getting a little older in school and they have more responsibilities. And hopefully what we taught them in the fitness trainer years um, is helping them to make wiser decisions in, in these years, although the teenage brain can be a real challenge sometimes. Yes. <laughs> so I just get to continue to coach them. Yeah, I just want to interject something that... Um, you know, I think for a lot of parents who, for whatever reason, struggled with stages one and stages two when it came to establishing love and limits, when it came to, you know, the discipline issues, when it came to helping the kids understand the why behind the what, which I think is really one of the most important things during those training years, it's really establishing the why behind the what. Because if we don't establish the why behind the what, and kids really don't have clear a clear understanding of where the limits are, where the boundaries are, once they start getting into the teenagers, teenage years, then that's where the wheels can come off. That's where 
they begin to make choices because they don't really have a foundation or any guardrails or guidelines based on those choices, but they're falling into the temptations of following the crowd and doing things simply because that's what their friends are doing. And I think a lot of kids don't have to go down that path. I just really encourage parents who, if at all possible, to understand that even in those teenage years, you know, it's still important to reinforce strong boundaries, reinforcing the why behind the what. Right. And really, at that time, you're continuing to build that relationship. I remember um, hearing Josh McDowell used to make the statement, rules without a relationship leads to rebellion. And if we haven't established that relationship well, then all of a sudden, if we just start throwing down the rules and the, you know, the guidelines and this is the way it's going to be, well, chances are what we get in return is a spirit of rebellion. But if we balance that with relationships, then what's going to happen is that there will be respect. And so it's important that we continue to build and invest in those healthy relationships and just spending quality time, you know, with one another, even though they may be in their teenage years, you know, that that's where they still need to to know that they're loved. They still need to know that they have the support and the affirmation. The blessing of, you know, before they start driving is what we used to do. We used to call it piggybacking. You would you or I would take the kids with us different places. And um, when we would run errands and make sure that we had lots of individual time just to talk to them and coach them through different things. And um, we would love to take them and expose them to, um, you know, whether if it was one of our kids that loved music and um, uh, was a singer and we would take them to concerts and expose them and kind of coach them through. And, you know, did you see when they did this and what, did you notice when they did that and just kind of coach them through different things? And also I think, you know, we can't, we have to start letting go of some of the parenting responsibility, like doing the laundry and making sure all their homework is done. And these years you have to really coach them up to where, I mean, cause 18 coming fast <laughs> yeah. and let them own some things. They may not do it perfect. They may not get it all done and turned in on time, but they have to learn and grow in these years. And we have to start, letting go a little bit and coaching them through their their wins and their failures. Absolutely. And I think what really what you're doing is you're establishing trust. Yeah. Because, you know, once the once they begin to show responsibility through that independence and um and they're earning that trust because trust has to be earned. And so when when they come in, you know, on time, when they meet curfew, when, um, you know, they're, they're excelling or succeeding in, or just doing what they are supposed to be doing in terms of just being responsible, turning their homework in on time without having to be told, um, even coaching them on how to communicate, you know, how, you know, I, I remember our kids, you know, especially when cell phones came into the picture and, you know, they'd much rather text their teacher. And right. I said, no, you're going to pick up the phone and call your teacher. Dad, they don't. They don't want to hear from me. They, they, they they're gonna think I'm. They're gonna that. That's weird. Or they're, you know, what happened a lot of times is they would try to 
cowered out of the situation because they didn't want to have to be maybe in a confrontation or they wouldn't, didn't want to have to follow up or follow through. Yeah, or go in early to school and speak with their teacher yep. face-to-face. It was like the scariest <laughs> thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> that's so awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I remember I said, no, you're going to go see them face-to-face. You're going to yeah. look them in the eye. You're going to talk with them or you're going to pick up the phone. You're going to call them. You're not going to text them. You're going to actually have a conversation. And, you know, it's just taking advantage of opportunities. I remember even when, you know, things on the news would happen and it would be the talk of the country, you know, maybe it was a shooting or it was, you know, some tragedy that would that would happen. And it was on the hearts, on the minds of so many people. But even leveraging situations like that, um, you know, to teach our kids the why behind the what. I remember, you know, kid, our kids even talking about specific things that happened on their school campus that day or in one of their classrooms by one of the students. And I would, I would try to spend that a lot of times by just having the conversation about, well, why do you think they did that? Or, you know, what, what do you think, you know, was the motivation behind that? And what happened was it allowed that moment to be turned into something positive just between us and, and the kids to be able to understand why certain things are wrong, why we shouldn't do certain things, to reinforce once again the healthy foundation of being able to make wise choices and learn to live responsibly and independently without having to be under the thumb of something or someone else all the time. Right. And then that last season, that fourth season comes so quickly, as we talked about at the beginning, it's the friendship years. Um, And that's when we are consultant and friend. And that's when they're 18 plus years. And that's actually the season we are in right now. We are there. It's hard to believe with all three of them. They are all three out of the house. And um, we're enjoying it. We're enjoying our time. But we're also enjoying these friendship years with our kids. It's it's just amazing for us right now. Um, just to, in fact, they're all three of our kids with their husband, the two girls and their husbands and Luke, they're all together tonight. Yes. Without yeah. us. Yeah. And, uh, it's just, it, it truly is a very, um, rewarding and satisfying time and season where that hard work and sacrifice, all the blood, sweat and tears that goes into those early seasons and years. Yeah. If we stay the course. If we continue to be faithful, you know, it's amazing how all of that turns back around and suddenly these become our deepest and most satisfying and rewarding relationships of all. And that's the relationships that we have our own children. Right. And so I just want to say these four stages that we've just discussed, you know, the whether you're a young parent just getting started and you're in that first season, you know, where you got toddlers and those between, you know, birth of five years of age. Again, see that as an opportunity of great joy, even though it's hard and it, it takes its toll. But just know you're going to get through that season and then look forward to that season of those training years. Um, just because again, that's such a critical time. Yeah. Season one and season two are so, so important. 
And if we can really establish a strong, healthy foundation, establish those, those strong moral values, spiritual principles that we reinforce, reinforcing the why behind the what, we will have a lot easier of our time will be a lot easier when they transition to those teenage years. And I just want to say, as we wrap up our time together, if you are a parent and maybe you're at a stage where you have adult kids who maybe for whatever reason have made some tough choices, they've, they've drifted, they've wandered off the path, so to speak, Maybe they've, they've had to face some difficult consequences for some of those choices. I know it can rip the heart out of a parent. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, parents sometimes will beat themselves up and, you know, they'll think, well, man, what did I do wrong? You know, I must have failed somewhere as a parent. And I just want to say as a parent, whatever you do, if you have a son or a daughter, that's not where they could be or should be. And, you know, it, it's caused you to maybe self-doubt or question, you know, how you may have made mistakes, whatever you do, don't beat yourself up. I mean, at the end of the day, our, our kids ultimately are, they have to make their own choices and we can't live with unnecessary guilt or beat ourselves up feeling like we have failed as a parent. And who knows the good things and the right things that you did do may eventually pay off. I love the absolutely Bible verse in Proverbs 22, verse 6, where it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And some of you are maybe saying, well, we did that, we tried that, but they still you know, haven't turned out correctly. And I just want to say, whatever you do, don't quit. That's right. Keep praying for your kids. Keep believing in them stay faithful with them. And I'm living proof of that. I have three older brothers that are living proof. And um, just know that if you continue to pray and continue to encourage them, they may be the one that comes back to you seeking for help and guidance and encouragement. And we just want to say every phase matters. That's right. And whatever you do, don't give up. That's right. We want to leave our kids more than just memories. We want to leave them a legacy. So enjoy every moment of parenting and every season of parenting. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Family Shift podcast. And again, if you could rate and review this podcast for us, it would mean so much for us. And uh, we look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Um, If you want to text us those questions you can do so at the number we gave at the beginning of this episode and we'll make sure to answer those questions on upcoming episodes and we can't wait to hear from you until then this is the family shift podcast to help families stop drifting and to start living with greater intention if you're receiving hope and encouragement from this podcast make sure to subscribe rate and review on itunes and share it with your friends on social media You can also receive the Family Shift Discussion Guide and show notes right into your inbox by signing up or downloading the Discussion Guide by going to familyshift.com backslash podcast. While you're at familyshift.com, be sure to sign up to be the first to receive updates on Rodney and Michelle's new book coming out this fall. Special offers and bonuses will only be available to our subscribers. 
Once again, thank you for joining us at the Family Shift Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage.